0: Listening to Teen Time with Alison Howe. You're listening to this Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi everyone I'm sky from Kelly and today I'm here with Renee we're really excited to hear about her story and her life growing up here in Hong Kong so welcome to the show Renee thank you so much for having me why don't you just tell us a bit about
1: yourself it sounds good okay so I'm Renee I've lived in Hong Kong for a total of eight year nine years I was here from when I was two to three or three years old until nine years old then i moved to singapore until i was 14 and i moved back here after that and i'm currently 17 years old i am a year 13 student at an international school here in hong kong so it is my last year but my i was born in chicago illinois in the states both my parents are from chicago but i consider myself to be from hong kong because this is all i know
0: that's cool. Actually, just listening to you hear how many times you've moved and you're only 17, how does it feel being somebody who's been moving around for so much? It's funny you say that I've moved a lot because I don't feel like I have moved. I
1: have a couple of friends who have moved five times in the past six years. So um, the culture at my school is everyone is constantly moving. It's constantly changing. It has been interesting to move a lot. It didn't really phase me when I was younger because I was too young to kind of be upset about it. When I was nine, I thought, oh, that's going to suck. But I immediately went into fourth grade and I was having a good time but when i moved back i took it pretty hard because i loved my old school in singapore i loved all the friends i had and how i could do all my extracurriculars there and i just felt very comfortable and coming back here was going to be a little bit difficult but it definitely challenged me to grow up really quickly and to adjust to the situations i've been thrown into and i've learned a lot from that so i'm really grateful to have that experience especially potentially moving away from hong kong to attend university next year
0: yeah, um, you mentioned just when you moved back, you know, from Singapore, like, that that transition was quite hard. How did you kind of manage through that? Like, what were some of the things that you kind of felt what you were going through during that time?
1: It was hard for me because I knew people from when I originally lived here, but I didn't know them. Six years that we were apart, they didn't know who I was, but they they recognized me and so that was helpful in some ways that I had familiar faces but it was difficult because it wasn't a fresh start I was coming back into a a place that I vaguely remember with teachers who vaguely remember teaching my sister my older sister um, and people who like remember my parents so it was difficult to be in that situation so I felt very alone through it all like I I knew people but I didn't have a lot of friends But I went to school every day, studied with my classmates, and it it became a lot easier. And I realized about nine months into my school year, like I was still unhappy for some reason, and I was really bored of being unhappy. I was like, this is not for me, I can't do this, something needs to change. And so I thought about it, and I realized that I had backed myself into a corner that I couldn't get out of without admitting that I made a mistake. So I went to my parents, I said, I'm sorry for being mad at you for the last nine months for making me move. It was the best thing you could have done. And I was so much happier after that. And Hong Kong really became my home. And I've been able to become a leader in my school community. I've been able to put myself out there more. I've kind of learned what I want to do, like what I want to study and what's important to me. And that all just came with me being able to be like, okay, I made a mistake. Like, I'm going to
0: learn from that now. You know, it sounds like something kind of changed in yourself. You know, you allowed yourself to be vulnerable in that sense. Do you think that that's easy to come to most people or do you think it's a process? What What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think being vulnerable with people is the scariest thing in the world I have always been very independent. You can ask my mom I would refuse to hold her hand across the street because I was like no I can do it myself I can do it myself. I didn't let people help me and I didn't know how to ask for help and it hurt me because of that and so when I got here and I came back to Hong Kong and I was upset <laughs> I, I just didn't have anyone to turn to. And I needed that. And the only person I felt comfortable turning to lives halfway across the world in the U.S. A friend I met in Singapore who moved to New Jersey are so far away. And I needed someone who could be physically here. And at this point in my life, like two years ago, 15 year old me, I didn't know how to turn to my parents yet and that took a while as well but i i turned to a teacher at school and like i felt comfortable opening up i just had to kind of take the leap of faith and talk to him and be like look i'm struggling i don't know what to do can you help me and luckily it was the best thing that i could have done because i've now developed like close relationships with a lot of my teachers and i'm able to be open with them and be honest with them. They're able to be honest with me. And having that like real feedback and a real relationship with someone who's not my age has been really comforting that if I do have a problem that I don't want to go to with someone my age, I have like an older person that I can trust and talk to and who's there for me. And now in my life, I'm comfortable. <clears throat> like My parents and I are really, really close. So I can talk to them and I can go to them with anything as well. So it's just about learning how to be vulnerable, understanding that you might get hurt And I knew I might get hurt, but I was at the point where I was given a choice, like either I'm going to be upset and alone and feel awful, or I could be potentially hurt. And I just kind of thought, okay, let's just do it. Let's just talk to someone, be open. And it
0: completely changed my outlook on everything. Thanks for being really honest about that. I think it's, it's quite difficult for a lot of people sometimes to think through that decision of you know being really vulnerable with somebody and it's, it's a hard leap of faith, as you said, you know? You, you mentioned that there was a teacher in particular that really helped you through that. What do you think actually were some of the key things that he did, you know, that allowed you to feel comfortable that the way that you did?
1: So he really <laughs> understands people very, very well. And that's part of the subject that he teaches at school but it's also part of doing a lot of service in hong kong he's really familiar with interacting with people and he made me feel like he was actually listening and he actually cared he didn't know me for very long maybe six months and he (coughs) cared and that that alone stood out to me because i was so confused that someone i had barely met had already was just on my side and in my corner and he's always been a person that he's not trying to solve your problems he's helping you like not deal with them but like understand what's happening what can you do about it and it wasn't as if he was saying okay now get over it he said okay let's work through it let's let's talk about it what what are you feeling what can you do about it and that question of what can you do about it is kind of how i live my life now like there have been relationships that i have where i'm dealing with my friends who don't have a good family situation But I want to be there for them and support them, even though it might hurt me or they're pushing me away. But what are they going to do about it? What can I do about that to still support them and be in their lives? It's that type of mindset is how can you change things? If you're hurting, how do you change things? If you're in a situation you don't like, how do you get out of it? And instead of feeling stuck, and that's something that I just kind of live
0: by now. That's cool. I guess it sounds also like, you know, when a lot of people are trying to give tips to young people these days, oh, if you're struggling with somebody, you know, talk to this counselor, talk to your pastoral care staff, you know, it sounds like it doesn't always just have to be a counselor that you can talk to is what you're saying. Is Is that true?
1: Yeah. I feel like when a lot of older people are trying to give you advice, it, it often comes off as quite condescending, which is not where their intent is. The intent is always to help you. but. I find that I don't like to be told what I should be doing. I just want to try and understand what's happening. If I'm struggling with any emotions, I want to understand why this is happening, what's going on, what I can do about it, but not be told, this is your one choice. This is the only thing you can do about it. And so that's what this teacher helped me understand and how he addressed every situation that I came to him with is he said, okay, let's let's understand it, what's going on, really.
0: That's really cool. So shout out to this teacher, Renee's teacher, who's so awesome. Sounds like he's been a fantastic role model in your life, and that's really cool. I think every one of us needs somebody like this teacher of yours. You know, as I was listening to you, and you've always been in international school, is that correct, in Hong Kong? Yes, I've always attended international schools. Yeah, so I started at the same
1: international school that I am at now. And then I was at a very similar international school
0: in Singapore. So being someone who goes to international school, actually there's a lot of things that people think about international school students, that you guys have no problems, that you're all good. It doesn't really sound that way, is it? I'm very, very lucky. I recognize that
1: how privileged I've been throughout my life and some part of me feels guilty about that because I know that I'm living in a community where not everyone is like that. And especially my case is it's not unique. There's so many people that I'm friends with who are <laughs> born and raised from Hong Kong, identify as from Hong Kong, like myself. And but they're American by passport, British by passport. Like we we don't have a lot of the struggles academically and for school because we are in such a like guided community. It's a lot for me it's been strongly like a cultural conflict that I've been feeling eternally is I I, am a, I look Western, my passport is Western, like American. I, My family is from there, but I don't feel that. I feel strongly Hong Kong, like I'm from Hong Kong. I know Asian culture, that's what I grew up on, it's what I've disciplined myself to. And especially with everything happening this year, I've felt more,
0: like, more strongly about where I'm from and where I am. Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. See you next time.